Good morning, and welcome to Our American Heritage. I am Arch Hunter, the host of the program. Our American Heritage is a program where we explore in depth the American experience from its beginning to the present. And today we want to welcome as our guest, Nicole Durant. Nicole, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And and it is Durant, correct, Nicole? Yep, just like Duran Duran. Or like Roberto Duran, which I'm not <laughs> sure you know who that is. Um, I have known Nicole now for about, I think, about six or seven years. She had, she came and did a couple of our, our educational programs at the Freedoms Foundation. And I found out from Nicole that she teaches at a very interesting school in California, which I have been very curious about. So I've asked Nicole to come on to the program and share about herself and her teaching experience and then about the school and the philosophy of the school and how that all ties into American history. So Nicole, if you would share with our listeners, please, your family background a little bit and your education, where you went to school and your teaching experience and what you're doing now in the education field. Oh, absolutely. I did grow up here in the greater Sacramento area in California. Don't hold that against me. And I went to a little school called Sonoma State University, and that is in the wine country close to Napa. And what was really unique about that school is there was a school within the school. It was the Hutchins program. So a lot of my schooling was I had 12 other students in my class, and we read books and discussed. And once I found out about John Adams Academy, that's a lot of what we do here, and that's what sparked my interest here. Um, so I actually started in a public school, a little tiny one school district um, in the country, what we have out here. It was a little far from me. And then when I found out about this school, my values aligned with the core values here. And I started as a fifth grade teacher. I was actually very hesitant for the history side. We are very big on history here. And I didn't grow up with a good historical background. It wasn't really until Archie noticed that I went to Pennsylvania and did the Freedom Foundation where you specifically changed my view and really my life on that part of it. And then I really dove into it and then just the culture here really flourished. I tried administration for one year. I opened our other school in Lincoln. We have three in-person academies and one online. And at the time decided, you know what, administration was not for me and went back to teaching fourth grade, which I also fell in love with and was asked again to become an administrator. So I'm currently an assistant dean on our elementary side. And as it turns out, I am really enjoying it. So you went from fifth grade to administration back to fourth grade, and now you're thinking about possibly doing some more administrative things. So God bless you for teaching fifth grade, but even a bigger God bless you for teaching fourth grade. What about a little bit of your family, Nicole? Because you have some interesting things that I hope you share with our listeners. Well, what specifically would you like me to share? I have a lot of interesting things about my family. <laughs> uh, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have one brother. He is um, my younger brother and just the sweetest, most caring, wonderful human that I know. So I just simply adore him. I do have a son. He's about two years old and just the light of my life. I have a wonderful husband who I just appreciate and love every single day. And yeah, it's just typical family over here. And you also have another member of your family that you educated me on quite a bit the first time I met you. Um, let's see, was this about the Hilton House? No, this was actually about a, an animal that has four legs. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> my horse. I was for which family member? My horse and bubbles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, and 
Listeners, Nicole came to me the uh, first time she came to one of my classes and educated me on really there's not such a thing as white horses, but they're gray, but they look white. And then I asked her, how did she know that? And she told me she was an equestrian and she owned her own horse. And I asked her what the name of her horse was and she said Bubbles. And my reaction was, I guess, somewhat shocked because she laughed at me about the, 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 the horse. What got you interested in horses and all that you do in riding? Well, you know, every little girl loved horses, and I was lucky enough, my dad used to build golf courses, actually, and his last golf course that he built was on a ranch, and um, there was a, a rancher, very well-known in our area, and um, he had this old rodeo horse, his name was Tiny, that won a bunch of money and all these things, and he didn't want to sell the horse because he was lame, and he knew that someone would ride him one more time, get a bunch of money, and probably put him down, so... This old rancher asked my dad, hey, your daughter likes horses. Do you want a horse? And we didn't have the property. We knew nothing about horses. And that's said, yeah, we'll try it out. So, um, we ended up getting him, and I just fell in love with everything that horses had to teach me. So I had Tiny, and then I got Bubbles from my aunt. And unfortunately, Tiny passed away about 10 years ago, but Bubbles is still with me. And does your husband ride, or do you have plans on bringing your son up to be an equestrian? My husband will ride. Um, he's very sweet. And my son, Coda, is very interested in horses. And so we're actually going to get him a little gray that looks like pony <laughs> in a couple months here. <laughs> so, Nicole, what motivated you to go into education as a career? Oh, I think like most teachers, I just knew I always wanted to be a teacher. I never considered administration, honestly. But I was one of the little girls that lined up my stuffed animals, my sweet brother. Um, he would join them and I would teach them, you know, math lessons and all the thing on our little chalkboard. And that just always stuck with me. There was nothing else I wanted to be. Wait a minute. You would set your stuffed animals up and have a math lesson with your stuffed animals? Oh, yeah. Almost daily. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And did you always want to be elementary and have a uh, more of a general teaching experience, or did you have a desire to go into higher grades where it's more specific? No, my heart has always been elementary. Okay, because I was high school, and I, we mm -hmm. I always say to the elementary, God bless you for teaching elementary, and they would always say to me, God bless you for teaching those older kids. I don't know how you do it. Mm -hmm. That's so absolutely true. How did you get involved with John Adams? Academy. I know you, you said you started in public school and how did you find information out about John Adams Academy and discover it and knowing that that's the educational system that you wanted to pursue? Yes. Um, I actually discovered them at a job fair and I was interviewing for another school district and uh, it was the superintendent of a different school district and he said, you know what? I think you would be great for this charter school. I knew nothing really about charter schools. I was kind of taken aback thinking, gosh, I must be really horrible if the school district doesn't want me. <laughs> and <laughs> when I interviewed with the John Adams booth, I thought, oh my gosh, so this gentleman was right. We have our mission and vision here that just really aligned with me. We have our 10 core values here that really spoke to my heart. And then once I joined the academy, we just seemed to find the best staff members. And um, every year we do lose some, like every school. Um, and every year we just continue to get incredible people. So it really is a special place. And listeners, as I said several years ago when we first met Nicole, I always thought, you know, if my kids were in elementary school, I would want Nicole to be their teacher. Mm -hmm. 
And now don't go, don't go soft on me, Nicole. <laughs> and I, about, oh, oh gosh, was it a, a month ago, I was able to reconnect with Nicole. She brought a, a lot of kids to the Philadelphia area and I've met several of the other administrators and teachers. And I, I was so impressed with their character or demeanor the attitude of the kids, the, the respect of the students that they brought. So I know that this is a very, very special school. And I was not really ever all that familiar with the John Adams Academy until I met Nicole. And, and since them coming to the Philadelphia area about a month ago, I've been doing a lot more reading and, and studying about John Adams Academy in, in California. And so, Nicole, tell our listeners about what is a charter school and the philosophy of why there are charter schools? Great question. So charter schools are public schools and they're of a choice school. And we can serve anyone really in any of our surrounding communities. So we're not limited to districts like other school districts. We do have open enrollment. We are tuition free. This is just any typical charter school as well. Um, we do have a lottery system to get into our kindergarten and then a wait list for the best of our grade levels. So we are TK through 12th grade. We do operate independently from a traditional district governance structure, um, but we are held accountable through local and state oversight. So we don't get to just do whatever we want because we are held accountable. But we do have a lot of freedom in our curriculum and how we teach things. We do really want to promote free thinkers. So a lot of our curriculum is geared towards that. Like I said, a lot of what we do um, are Socratic seminars. So we read the classic books. We do have an American classical leadership education here. So we are a classical school. And that is really unique to our specific charter school. And share with our listeners, please, the, the founding of the John Adams Academy, who founded the charter school and the philosophy of uh, the individuals who started a John Adams. Yes, I would love to talk about him. So our founder is Dr. Dean Foreman and his wife, Linda Foreman. Um, they are just a wonderful couple, and they are currently around all three campuses in person, and I know they dabble in the online world, too. They're a big part of our academy. Dr. Foreman actually wrote a book. It's called Leading a Revolution in Education, hmm. um, and it's really interesting. So it really talks about our school, but really, if you wanted to open a charter school that aligned with John Adams, it's kind of a how-to, really. I know that um, when I first started, and it is still to this day a goal to become nationwide, we really believe in what we're doing here. And so if your listeners are interested, we have ways to get it started outside of California. So Dr. Foreman, was he the one who, who established this educational philosophy or was it an, an eclectic ideas put together? For the actual charter school or for yes. the John Adams? For the John Adams, your school, yes. For John on MP and a group of people really did come together and they were really interested in the classical education piece of it. So with Dr. Foreman specifically, he was noticing with his kids and his grandkids, you know, he's like, there has to be a better way to do this. <laughs> and so he just started to talk to different groups of people and he found that more and more people were thinking, yeah, there, there's got to be a better way. And so it was almost, I don't want to say by accident, it was very um, on purpose, but it just kind of came to fruition. And I know when he speaks to us, it, he really said, you know, it was just an idea. And here we are changing kids' lives, families' lives, and staff members' lives. So he's a really interesting gentleman if you're ever interested in speaking with him. I, oh, I, I would absolutely love to have Dr. Foreman and his wife you know, to interview them 
talk about, you know, the the school. So why, Nicole, why the name John Adams? I mean, it could have been Thomas Jefferson or Abraham Lincoln. What promoted uh, Dr. Foreman and his wife to start John Adams Academy with the name John Adams? That is a great question that I will be honest, I'm a little afraid to butcher the answer on. <laughs> he is very eloquent in saying why. So if I could get back to you with that answer, I would, oh, sure. I would appreciate that. <laughs> and I was thinking, and I could be way up, that you know John Adams was a phenomenal lawyer. And he was mm-hmm. a well-educated man in the classic education and really promoted that, particularly in the Boston area, along with his wife, Abigail, who was a big supporter of education and education in the classics. So I didn't know if that had to do with it or not, but we'll get that answer. Well, we will. Yes. We'll f- so the school was established in 2011, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you have how many campuses and possibly how many students? Great question. We have three in-person campuses, all within about an hour of each other, and then one online academy, which is the started, I think, last year. So that's been great to have. And what was your second question? I do forget that one. About how many students are enrolled in John Adams Academy? At our low school site, we have 1,500 um, TK through 12. Uh, we have about 925 on our elementary side. Uh, and our other campuses are growing to be about that size if they're not already. Okay. And you said that it's a tuition-free school. So mm-hmm. it's supported by the taxpayers of California. Is it correct? Mm-hmm. So what is it? Now, Ms. Cole, everybody has a mission statement. Everybody has a vision statement. Share with our listeners, please, what is the vision and mission statement of, of John Adams Academy? Our vision statement is the John Adams Academies are restoring America's heritage by developing servant leaders who are keepers and defenders of the principles of freedom for which our founding fathers pledged their lives, fortunes, and mm. sacred honor. And so how is that played out in the classroom every day with the students. And Nicole, I'm asking that question because I'm out of a public school background. You know, I was also taught public school. And I know that my last several years of teaching public school as an educator was far different than the education I received when I was a student in the public school mm-hmm. system and how much of the public school system have changed. And I'm not anti-public school. But I'm very concerned about our public school system and where it's going and and where it seems to be really sidestepping so much of the traditional education in in America with our students. So how does that mission statement play out in the classroom with the students? We are really trying to train them to be thinkers, entrepreneurs, statesmen, to have that character. We follow our 10 core values, which I can absolutely go over to. But really what we do is we rely mostly on the classics. So we look at good classical literature, good classical stories, all the way down to our TK. Um, We model what that looks like. We model how not to be through those classics as well. And we really, it's important to us to not just tell the scholars, you know, this is the right answer. It's a lot of, you know, what do you think about this? Come to the conclusion, find the facts that support your opinion. I mean, we really do question a lot and we want them to question us a lot. It's not just, you know, open this page, read this paragraph, do a comprehensive mm-hmm. thing. We really dive deeper into um, the problems in either the story or in, in secondary, the problems of the real world and what we can do to change it. Nicole, one of the things that I noticed from the administrators and your fellow teachers that I met 
is oftentimes in the in the public school system that I was a part of, you just have to go along, you know, with 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 what's there. You, you can have radical or different opinions, and yet I, I saw within in those teachers, there's really a, a heartfelt belief in what you're doing you know, as an educator and, and instilling these values in these students that particularly that you brought to Philadelphia a month or so ago. <laughs> and so how is, um, what's the process that the teachers go through to be employed by John Adams Academy? Great question. I joined actually not knowing what a classical education was. A lot of our teachers do join and they do not have a classical background. And we really enjoy them actually because we are able to mold them and give them the ideas and the background on what we want our scholars to do. And most of our teachers, it is a big shift, especially teachers who do come from a traditional school setting, but they find that they have more freedom. They find that they themselves can um, share their opinions as well in a safe place. And it really is just um, a positive culture, a positive mind shift. What would you like to say? And in the mission statement, Nicole, there are several different articles underneath to that. And, and it, the first one is, what is America's heritage? So what do the teachers and the school teach the, the students? And you call them scholars, is that correct? We do. We do call them scholars. So, so listeners, if I say students rather than scholars, I'm really, that's my old person's program, these scholars. <laughs> How do you teach or what is the American heritage that the teachers teach to the scholars? We do leave it in all throughout the year. So we start even with our young and youngest TK. So every morning we do hold a flag ceremony, TK through 12 in separate locations, depending on uh, which grade level they're in. But we always start with the pledge. We talk about what does it mean to pledge to the flag, why we're respectful towards the flag, making sure that if you know, you're walking and you hear the pledge, you stop wherever you are, which I hear from parents all the time. It's very sweet. Sometimes it's like, yeah, we're out at a baseball game, or whatever, and we're walking and we lose a kid and we look behind us and we're standing pledging to the flag. <laughs> yeah, that's very important to us. Yeah. Within that flag ceremony, we also have a patriotic song. Each grade level um, learns one through our music teacher and either they'll teach it to um, the rest of the grade levels, or there's some that we just all typically know. So that brings in that historical piece, which is really fun for our younger grade. And then there's always a quote that goes with that flag ceremony. We do try to add that in as well. And that, that, that's every morning, correct? Every morning, Monday through Friday. You wouldn't want to sing your school song for us, would you? <laughs> I could, although I don't know if your listeners would appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> great answer. Now, see, that's not a great question, but that's a great answer, Nicole. Thank you. <laughs> uh, in the in the mission statement uh, under the American Heritage, it says uh, the American Heritage is a a tradition of self government and virtuous citizenship who unite to pursue the inalienable and certain uh, universal principles of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. How is that implemented, you know, in the, in the daily curriculum throughout all the, dis the different disciplines that you teach the, the scholars? Yes. So one of the core values is self-governance, personal responsibility, and accountability. That was actually our 10th core value that was added after the academy first opened because we truly believe that is a really key piece, not only in education, but in life. So we bring that up often when we're reading, when they're on the playground, really any interaction that they have, we remind them that you are in charge of your education. That's another one of our core values, the scholar-empowered learning. 
you know, we are here to guide and mentor, but it's really up to them to want it. And if they don't, we guide and mentor them to want it. Hopefully that is our goal. So it's woven in again through those classics, it's woven in through the Socratic discussions, it's woven in when our aides pull scholars to the side saying, hey, buddy, I don't think that's a good choice. Let's talk about it. A lot of those things do relate to that. And Nicole, listen, or something else that I've noticed is the school and the administrators and the teachers have this idea that we live in a wonderful country. We live in a, a country that gives us and grants us so much freedom. And though we have a lot of warts and although we, we have done, we made a lot of mistakes, this, this great privilege we have to live in this country and then educate students to be able to pass that, this great privilege on to the next generation. And unfortunately, Nicole, I, I see a lot of that now lacking, particularly in the public school system that we have today. So I, I really I saw that and appreciated that from the staff that I, that I was able to meet a month ago as you do that. Yes, it's really interesting because I am so immersed into John Adams, sometimes I forget what the world is like. And so we do very try to meet our scholars here. We try to, you know, have that permeate through the families in our community and just really remind people that, yes, you know, where we came from, from the American Revolution and our founding fathers and all these beautiful documents that we have, it really is so special and it's like we can't waste that. <laughs> we have to Absolutely not. Go Absolutely back to that, not. yeah. And then it, we're running out of time with this segment, but um, how is your charter school received in California by the public school system? And I'm asking that because in Pennsylvania, the public school system treats charter schools as if they were the enemy, not you know colleagues in education. So how is your school treated in uh, against the public school system in California? Well, that is a great question. Um, we probably have the same views here in California of charter schools that you do take away from public schools. We are a school of choice and it's hard when families are, are choosing us over their you know, home district. You see? We found it so interesting. Every charter has to go through a renewal every five years. And when ours came up for renewal within our district, they weren't sure if they were going to renew us or not. Mm. And so we just put out to our community, hey, you know, um, this could the time and the place of the meeting if you and your families would like to join that would be great we ended up having to move the location of the meeting because we had so many families wow. and i think what was so beautiful is our founder dr foreman was going to speak and he has these wonderful speeches and when it was his turn to get up he said you know what i have my speech prepared but what i would like to do is turn it over to the scholars and have them recite our core values and mm. they did beautifully and it just the scholars really showed why we're here and what mm -hmm. we're doing and all the right. good that we're doing. That is, my, it gives me chills because that how powerful it is. So, Nicole, uh, thank you for sharing a little bit about John Adams Academy and your background. And uh, we're going to continue listeners in the next program. But, Nicole, how would our listeners be able to contact John Adams Academy and get information about this school, even though it's in California? Oh, there's a couple of ways. Uh, the best form is online. So we do have a website that has a plethora of information, and that is johnadamsacademy.org. There's also the book that I referenced that our founder wrote. It is available on Amazon, and that is called Leading a Revolution in Education, and that's by Dr. Dean Foreman. And then I'm happy to, I'm also able to give out my email address if you'd like, and if there's any questions there, um, I'm happy to answer any questions as well. Okay. Would you, if you don't mind sharing your email address with our listeners? Sure. It's Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, 
www.duran, D-U-R-A-N, at johnadamacademy.org. So listeners, there's your information that you can begin to get some information on John Adams Academy. So Nicole, thank you for sharing with us and beginning to share with us about your background at John Adams Academy and the encouragement that so many of our listeners and myself are receiving because we still see a lot of educators out there teaching the kids, teaching their responsibility, teaching them to love our country and to be respectful citizens. So thank you for today, coming today and sharing with us. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. It's certainly been our pleasure to have you. Thank you. This is WFYL 1180 AM, Working for Your Liberty.